Wonderful hymn, and we look forward to that day. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let us bow in prayer for a moment. Loving Father, we do indeed thank and praise you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that you came amongst us. You taught us, and then you died for us, taking our sin. And we look forward to Sunday when we celebrate the risen Christ. But be with us now, Lord, as we go through this passage. Bless us, we pray, and guide us by your Spirit. For we ask it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. That passage was cut down this morning in that reading. You'll notice it uh, normally starts at around about uh, chapter 18 and goes right through to the end of chapter 19. But what I wanted to focus on this morning was Christ the King. Because this is what a lot of people do not realise. And Revelation finally coming to Pilate as he interrogates Jesus at his trial. What brought about this revelation? Did Jesus tell him? We must remember that it was Jesus who was taken to Pilate. Jesus did not ask to be taken nor did he ask to be arrested. It was the misunderstanding of officials and priests that had him arrested. And it is through their piousness they take Jesus to Pilate. And then the Jewish leaders took Jesus to Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman emperor. In being taken to Pilate, the Jewish leaders are looking for their own interests. So they tell Pilate, if he were not a criminal, we would not have handed him over to you. And so it was Pilate who asked the question, are you the king of the Jews? see these stories throughout the scriptures and it's handed down day after day after day right through to today. All this buck passing. No, I didn't do it. He did it. Well, she made me do it. And so on. And we're always buck passing. And this is what happened today with this reading. Why was the word king used at all? Has Pilate seen something about Jesus or is he just echoing what he had heard from other people? And so to the question Jesus asked, is that your own idea? We read this. Or did others talk to you about And with this, Pilate becomes very angry. And he says to him, Am I a Jew? Well, you knew Pilate wasn't a Jew. He was a Roman procurator. So 
So am I a Jew? Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it you have done? The question Pilate asks is the central question to his interrogation and is recorded in all four Gospel readings. Pilate was not interested in religious questions. They were the responsibility of the Jews. But if Jesus was claiming political power, if Jesus was claiming to be a king, then that was certainly of concern to Rome and must be a concern to Pilate. Jesus does not sidestep the question of his kingship, but instead explains its source. Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. His kingship is of such a character that it cannot be invalidated by his arrest at the hands of the Jews or destroyed by his death. And Pilate is puzzled and he says, you are a king then. Jesus spells out the nature of his kingdom. It is not of this world and hence does not require the backing of physical force. Jesus clearly not pursuing a political way of power. He's got no threat on Rome. He's got no threat on Pilate. Its source is otherworldly and its methods are peaceful. The aim of his kingdom is to reign in truth. The truth that Pilate did not want to hear was that the real power looks different from anything he or anyone else had come to expect. Even in this day and age, we've had the Boer War, the World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, we've got the Middle East, and there's even threats now from Korea. And what will happen? Jesus' peace is the source in another place, in the sending and resurrecting Father. It looked weak and mocked and bound now, but would soon burst forth to capture the allegiance of ordinary people, to turn them into soldiers of a different kind. 
of a different army. A multitude out of every nation, tribe and people. And one day they would worship at the throne of this submissive land. He who follow the Christ, worship him king and see him as Lord who welcome the coming of his kingdom need continually to be reminded that the power Jesus offers us has a cross at its heart. We find it hard to serve rather than to rule. We get to give rather than to get. To wait upon rather than to grab. In the presence of the might of Rome, Jesus had the dignity of one who knows what he is doing, who knows the path of real power. He is a king indeed, and his rule will continue for eternity. He will return. Pilate never returned. (laughs) And nor of all the other rulers of this world. But there is one who will return, none other than Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Who knows, as I've said, the real power. May we learn from his example. That's the end of my sermon. Seems very short. But we know the story. We know what happens later on. Jesus is led out to be crucified. We know that he stumbles and falls by the weight of the cross. We know that the cross is handed to another and he is finally taken out to Golgotha and there nailed upon that cross and died, died of his own free will. He didn't die being, having his legs broken and being pierced by the, by the spear. He knew it was finished and so he cried out, it is finished and died, gave himself So that you and I will live. That's real power. Do we realise that? There are so many people living out there that don't. They rule their own life. Might I say there are even people sitting in our pews. Not in this pews. We'll, We'll say pews elsewhere. Who rule their own life. I asked, I posed the question last week. Is 
Jesus Lord of your life? Do you really put him first above everything else? And I mean everything and everyone else. Some of those questions could be hard to answer. But if we read the scriptures, we'll understand them. Only if we read the scriptures. And ask God to guide us by the one who came amongst us and lives within us if we have asked him to. Being filled by the Spirit of God. And so as you turn to your scriptures, do you just say that short little prayer, Lord, by your spirit guide me. Lead me into what you would have me learn this day. And then read the scriptures. So many times I have people coming to me, I I cannot read the Old Testament. There's so much violence. This God who says kill this, kill that, Well, guess what? Have you ever read the New Testament? And this Jesus who came amongst us, who separates the sheep from the goats. One will go to heaven to be with him. The other will be left outside and there will be gnashing of teeth. Oh, yeah, but that's, that's Jesus saying that. God said he would kill everyone. Every time he killed people or we disobeyed God in not doing, getting rid of them, the people fell. And so we get them overthrown by the Persians, the Babylonians, and so on. And it's only when they turn back to God that he saves them and brings them forth. And he can do the same. You may seem that life is tough at this time. You've had a minister here, or you have a minister here, who's going through or been through a very rough time. I sympathise with him. I know what he's going through. I've been through it. And I praise God. I can remember laying in hospital during my first bout of cancer and I was talking to a chaplain and I'd been given 60-40 chance of living and dying. And I had that same chance of being with my wife and seeing my grandchildren grow or going to be with the Lord. And I turned to the chaplain and said, it's a win-win situation. And we just laughed it and left it at that. And that's how I see life. I have no fear of dying. I have no fear. Because I know where I'll be going. And I know what I'll say when I get there. 
I could ask the same question of each one of you. I won't. That'll go on and on. <laughs> won't it? <laughs> okay. Well, let's just bow in prayer for a moment. Loving Father, we do indeed thank and praise you that your Son, our Saviour, came amongst us. He taught us how to live and to follow you. He taught us about your spirit. He died on the cross to save our sins. And you raised him to life. Life eternal. That where we are, as we, as we live the life of a Christian, are present with him. And we'll see him in the not too distant future. So bless us, we pray, for we ask it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.